Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. My name is Sarah Grandinetti, and I am joined by the beautiful Nicolette out of Hungary. Welcome, Nicolette. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for having me. Um, a little about Nicolette. Um, she is a certified access consciousness facilitator, and she creates massively, and I'm so excited to um, dive into her to that with her today um, and how she creates. Uh, a little bit about her is that she she loves helping people uh, acknowledge what they know and lead them out of their self-criticism and innate feeling of never being enough. How does it get better than that? Um, Mm -hmm. her main interest is empowering people to know that they know she loves to work with people who want a fresh start and want to broaden their mindset or just want to switch gears. So thank you, Nicolette, for being here. Let's dive in. Okay. I'm ready. How are you today, girl? How you be? I'm really happy and excited. It's um, it's been a lot of um, creation around me, classes and um, different things, books that are coming out. So it's a never-ending story. I'm never sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You can sleep when you're dead, as they say. Yes. Um. <clears throat> so I would love to know. So you, how you found Access Consciousness? Um, our listeners are. Uh, quite geared up to the fact that we we interview access consciousness facilitators and practitioners and um, kind of dive into what exactly what you said, like empowering people to know what they know and to be inspired not by something outside of them, but by being them and knowing that that's possible. So I would love to hear more about you and how you came across the tools of access consciousness. Yeah. So, um, I had an accident in 2015 and it was really bad. I, w- I used to be a hairdresser just like you and I had everything I wanted. So basically after I finished school, I was, um, I was studying in, at the Tony and Guy Academy in Budapest. So as soon as I came out, the school leader called me back as a teacher and I was just surprised. I'm like, wow. And I went back. I really enjoyed it. I opened my own salon. I had basically 10 people working for me. And then because in my 20s, I was uh, studying in Rome. I spoke Italian. So in Hungary, we had a couple brands that we were using, like Davines and um, American Crew and other brands and Revlon Professional. And they asked me to be a teacher in Hungary. So basically teaching people how to use products. And really early on, I realized I was really good at doing dye, hair dyeing, coloring, and haircuts amazingly. And I loved it. And so I was able to be on stage and I could do everything I wanted. I got everything in less than three years, what the hairdresser was always dreaming about. But I was just like not a happy traveler. So basically after work, every single day, I stopped by a grocery store. I bought a glass of, oh no, sorry, a bottle of wine. I went home. I drank it all. And basically every single day I, w- I had hangover. And I find myself not really being happy. 
And I was using my scooter back then. And one night I got in an accident and that was so bad that I almost lost my leg at the first place. And then they saved it at the first night, but then it got worse. So I got an infection because the wound was open and all this stuff. And the fracture was really bad. And so I was told I cannot be a hairdresser anymore. I, it's not it's not possible to me to stand on my feet. So I got back from the hospital and I couldn't move for nine months. I was just in bed, no moving. And back then I was single. I was living by myself. And I realized when I got back from the hospital that I was happy for the first time. I was like, I was really happy to be alone, not being around people. And so what happened to me during that time is that I couldn't make money out of my work. So I had to allow magic to come in. And basically I had more money by being home than when I was working before. And then I got everything. Like my neighbor came by and he dropped the key, car key on my table. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, you need a car. You need to go to therapy. I'm like, yeah, but I have a car. I can't drive because my leg is broken. She's like, yeah, but your leg left is, your left leg is broken. So you can drive this one because this is not manual. I'm like, wow. So, so like small magic and also a little bigger ones just, just showed up. And I was, I was amazed and I really enjoyed my life. And back then I, I met someone who was a motivational speaker and he knew someone, uh, Andras Palachko, who is an access consciousness certified facilitator. And he sent me a message. He was like, hey, this guy, Andras, has a releasing class and I think you should take this one. And they told me it was like 200 bucks. But back then for me, 200 bucks was like a lot of money. And I'm like, I don't have money. Did you realize I'm not working? But then it was always in my head. I'm like, I need to get in that class. So, so I'm not sure how, because I can't remember, but I created the money. So I've been, the I've been in the class. And so this was a different method back then. It's a Sedona method. And, um, and Andras was always talking about access, access consciousness. But I wasn't speaking English back then, no English, zero. And I was like, I couldn't even pronounce that consciousness i'm like what's what's that <laughs> and he was selling books and he said hey guys uh the last day at the, the break he was like hey guys i'm selling books if you want to buy some this is about money it's a money workbook and i was like the book was pulling me like ah oh, i want that book but i spent all of my money i had no money left on the class i realized i i have the money for the book it was 30 bucks back then I'm like, okay, I can buy this book, but I can't buy food tomorrow. What to do? And it was just so irrelevant. But I was like, I'm buying this. I don't care. So I bought the book. I went back home and, and I find myself in a different universe. I was reading the book. I was like, I, I, I have goosebumps now. I was like, I can't understand a single word of this book. I'm like, this makes no sense to me. But at the same time, I just knew everything that was in the book. And the very first time of my life, I was like, I know this stuff. I like it. And even today, if I go back to the book, I was highlighting everything. And all those things, which were really appealing to me, was like, you are the rock in the stream. And I couldn't understand what this guy means. I'm like, what is you are a rock in the stream? But I was like, it was so true for me. So I was highlighting the book. And so 
I read the book and I wanted more. I'm like, I'm not stopping here. But back then we didn't have like Angela and everyone here in Hungary, like a couple of videos you could find in Hungarian. And I heard about Dane from Gary, uh, from and Gary from Andras. And I was um, researching on the internet, but I haven't spoken English. And so I was like, well, I, my doctor told me I'm not able to move for the next six months. I can't work. I can't leave my home. I'm like, I can learn English in six months. And so I can understand what Dane is talking about. So what I was doing every day for six hours a day, I was listening to his tour of, tour of consciousness, watching the video, putting the subtitle. So I was watching, reading and listening, just like a kid do. Like as kids, this is what we do. And in like one month and two, I, I started to understand what he's saying more and more and more. And then in six months, I was talking, speaking, doing everything in English. And I was amazed. I'm like, wow, like what? And so that was my introduction to access consciousness. And I just like, I guess, like for many of you out there is the same. It's like, you don't really understand, your brain doesn't really understand what they are talking about, but your being, you perceive the energy and you're like, oh, this is like everything I think I know I be, they, they, they said it, they, they put it into words. And that was for me. And I just knew that my life is going to, I just knew my life is going to change. And Dane and I, we are friends now. And this is when I met him for the first time. Like, I mean, I met him many times in classes, but when we really met in person and start our friendship, I was like, I can't believe we are friends now, you know, like, and when I told him all the stories about how I learned English and everything, and this is, um, this is a really amazing story for me. And I, yeah, I am just so grateful for myself and everything that I, I got here. Mm. I think that Dane should add, um, like language coach now to one of his titles of things that he does. <laughs> that he um, <clears throat> can uh, help you learn a different language. And um, that is so, so cool. And um, it's so cool to hear it like from you because I've heard mutterings of your story here and there, but I'm um, so cool to hear you tell it now. Mm -hmm. um, so I also uh, worked for a national brand as a, as a color educator, owned a salon. Like there's so many similarities here, it's super cool. And I know like for me, um, I was the same way. I like was had marked all the boxes. Like I had the kids, I had the house, I had the business. I was like doing the career thing that I thought I really wanted. And there still was this thing in my world that is like, there's more, but I don't know how to access it. Um, the word access is right there in the question anyways. <laughs> so, um, and so I didn't choose to leave my salon until like after COVID. And I was like, I was already, well, I was already looking at, at like stepping away from that and covid came in and was the gift that it was that had me just like pushed me off the ledge to choose you know to just be with my access consciousness business so i would love to hear a little bit for you like what does that look like someone who's listening today that's like yeah i know there's something else possible but i have to leave something else behind or i have to make a different choice and um, what do you uniquely know about making a different choice um and like diving into something else that lights you up it's a really good question. I um so so I can just talk about my own experience 
and maybe it's true for someone maybe it's not for other people but for me was I I realized with that story that I don't have to create a, a tragic and trauma and drama to just choose something different and what is really what I really ask for every day is is what is my reality and every single morning I wake up I ask the question what is my true real reality and what I'm realizing now is I have an amazing life like really I have created an amazing life I thought it's it's not possible for me I have a team with 10 people full-time. We have two offices because we can't fit in one. And I do my access business. We have so many people in classes. Like next weekend, we have an, a bar class with 330 people. And we have only 330 people because we cannot fit more people into the room. We, we plan to have 400, but we can't do it. And so everything is so amazing. And before I... so so. That was, so for me, when other people had the point of view that my life is amazing, and it, it made me stay. It made no, no, you know, it doesn't make any sense to them. Like, why would I change? And that's what I realized that I was really good at destroying my life, destroying things, and then go and create something different. And now what I do is, because I have this when I feel like, oh my God, I'm crazy. Like, what am I doing? Like, sometimes I woke up in the morning, I'm like, 10 people, really? Like, so I I, 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 I provide for basically 50 people because they have kids and family and everything. And I'm like, am I crazy? What am I doing here? Oh my God. And, and you know, the whole brand is based on me. If I have something, they don't get work. And so when I look back now, what I see is I do change things, even though it doesn't make sense. Like, let's say I had a different team six months ago. Uh, nobody works for me from that team now because I got to the point. I'm like, this is so I'm really grateful for them. It's nothing to do with them. It's not personal. I just know what do I want. And I'm willing to go there, even though other people are not willing to come. Because that was for me. I, I give up myself everything I was, everything was true for me. And like, I wasn't being myself because I was really looking at what my mom wants, what my dad wants. I remember when I was at my wedding and I said, yes, I knew I'm done. Okay. Now no one else in my, in my fucking life can ask me again, when do you get married? It's, it's okay. I marked this one. And I never wanted to have a relationship ever. Like even now, I, I do have something and I wouldn't call it a relationship, but I realize I'm like, I'm not a relationship person of this reality for sure. And I was like giving up myself always and like, you know, cutting off my legs and arms and everything I was just to be able to fit in a box. And then at some point I was like, is my mom happy? No. Is my dad happy? No. Is anyone around me happy? No. I'm like, what am I doing? Where these people will be in 10 years? Because honestly, if I look back at my wedding table, I wouldn't ask, I wouldn't invite nine, like 99% of those people. 
And I was like, what, what am I doing? Why, why am I stopping myself for other people? What they think, what they want, what they, you know? And I, I realized, I realized that at one point I had a really good story. I was in one class, it's a releasing class. And we were releasing on um, your targets. So what you want to get. And I was sitting there and then the facilitator was like, okay, get one target that you want to reach. And I was like, and I see everyone around me closing their eyes, really going inside and releasing all the, you know, things around that. And I was like, well, fuck, I don't have a target. What's wrong? And then the facilitator said that is the second time he's like, okay, get another one. What's your other target? I'm like, I, I, what's going on? And then I was like, hey, can I ask a question? He's like, yeah, sure. I'm like, hey, I don't have a target here. <laughs> like, I think I'm wrong. Like, what's wrong with me? And he's like, e everyone, everyone knew me in the room. And they're like, do you guys think that Nicolette has no targets? And everyone laughing so loud. And he's like, what if everything you want is so beyond this reality? that you cannot put into words and pictures and smells because it's it doesn't exist yet. And I was like, oh, thank you. Yes, that. And that was the moment when I realized I somehow know something that is possible and I don't met anyone yet who is willing to go there. So I'm going anyways. And so it's not about like me being mean and leaving everyone behind, but I'm going. I don't care. You guys come. No, I don't care. I go by myself. It's, it doesn't matter for me. And so that's what was really, really a life-changing moment for me when I realized that I, I always gave up myself and I always gave up what I knew and what I know that I'm willing to create just for everyone else around me. Because I remember when I started my bars business, my family was making joke out of me and how I know they told other people and other people told me, I'm like, some people came to a bar session. I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, when you're not home, your family always making a joke that facilitator, because that's, that word doesn't really exist in Hungarian. And they were like laughing. And he was like, they laughed so much. I was like, I got curious. What is this? What a facilitator do? So I came. And I, that was the very first moment in my life when I was like, oh my God, I don't have to hate my family for that. That's what these guys are always talking about. If you can receive the judgment, you don't make it relevant. It's not personal and you can receive it. It creates for you. And I realized them making joke out of me and my job created a client. So I'm wondering what I ask can can receive. And then that was a moment when people started to come because I haven't hide my, my, you know, this part, or I, I stopped because even before, I don't know how it was for you. I was like, you know, when it came to hairdressing, I was sharing everything when it came to bars and all this stuff, I was like kind of hiding. I had a closed Facebook group and another page and I was like making sure that my people around me, they don't see what I'm doing because it's too weird. They might think I am crazy or cuckoo. And then that was a moment when I was like, oh, what 
what would it create for me if I would do anything they say? I don't believe them like Gary and Dane, but I would take everything to a double check, a cross check and just use them and see what those things create. And this is what I always tell people that I, I basically became a, a tool junkie. I was, I was never trusting them anything. I was like, well, I'm not sure. And I tried them and I realized, fuck, everything works. It's, it, it works. It, you just have to do it. And then at some point you're not doing it anymore. You're just being it. And, and your life it's become something become, became something or be, become, yeah, become something that no one else around you are willing to do or able to create or just they don't think it's possible and it is it so is and i love that you mentioned like you start out at doing the tools and then at some point you become the tools and the ease shows up with all of that but it's the choice to start using the tools that'll make the change um i wanted to go back for a second um you talked about that moment where you realized that the future that you're asking for the target had not been created yet because you haven't created it. And um, I wanted to explore with you a little bit about how so many people create that targets based on what other people are creating. Um, and I, I heard you speak on one of the facilitator calls and it was so cool to like, he like hear someone speak in my language. Cause I've been like saying this for so long. Like when we do, when we create from, from looking left or looking right at what someone else is creating, we have to align with like their path, like mimic their path, right? And it's not actually still true. It's not true for us, um, but it keeps us in comparison and competition, never truly creating what we know is possible because we're us. So I'm wondering if you can explore a little bit with that and invite, you know, we have a lot of facilitators that listen to the call and those that like, you know, are listen to these podcast episodes. So. I'd love for, but even beyond access, those who have never taken an access class can also receive this because if you're creating from competition and comparison, you're always in judgment of you. So can you talk for you, what does it look like to be something, go after that target that is not defined, um, go after the thing that uh, you only you know is possible, be the invitation, but not from that competition place. Oh yeah. I was really lucky at the very beginning because Andras and Angela, who you know, she's a being you facilitator and she's a big creator also. So they were my first facilitators and what they taught me, it was really cool. So for the very first time of my life, I got into class and I tried to make myself wrong for everything I was and they didn't allow me to do that. So I went in, I tried to make myself wrong and, and everything I said, they were, they turned into that. This is something like amazing about me. I was like, it's, it's, there is a camera or something like it's, it's a joke or what. And so, because they were so out of competition and they were so willing to gift and, and, you know, somehow lift you to something something more and and just really be there for you it was so inspiring to me that I always knew because at the beginning I wasn't doing classes for myself I I almost had all the prereqs for being a CF I didn't go on class because I did 
classes for myself. I was so fucked up. I was, I was using drugs for many years and then alcohol. And when I stopped that, I was just so depressed all the time. Then I get married. I moved to California, San Francisco, that's close to you. And I was living there, but I was so unhappy. I was like, it wasn't my reality. And when I became a CF, I, I was so grateful to Andres and, and Angela. I, I was, I never called them. I never disturbed them, but I was always so open to create something together. And then it was really interesting to me. So I realized, I really think that this is so true for me is some facilitators are really good at doing one-on-ones and some are really good at being in small classes, creating really powerful, intimate uh, environment where people can do big changes. Some people like bigger classes. But what I realized early on, I like many people, so many. And I always knew. And so as I was creating my classes, so it wasn't like um, I didn't do it on purpose. What happened to me, I did a class and then it was full, let's say five people. And I was like, oh, then I need a bigger venue. So I, I looked for another venue I, and then the class was full. And I was like, oh. It's full. I have to create more space for more people. So I did a bigger venue and then more people and then 50 and 80 and 100 and 150 and 200 and then now 330. I'm like, and then when we we got to the 100, I felt like, yes, this is my reality. This is what I like. But I, I don't think this is for everyone. And it's not good or bad because I think we, we create the change in a way, what is true for us, what is work, what works for us. And for many people would be really uncomfortable to talk front of, I don't know, 500 people. And when I have some classes or events and we have 500 people, I feel so good. And it's easy for me. I, I'm not scared. When we have 30 people, I'm really like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I get a little nervous and anxious. And I realized I don't like 30 people. I like 500 and 1,000 people. And so I have a membership with now 1,800 people paying every month. And I realized this is what I like. But I think for most of us is like asking the question, what is my number? What do I like to create? And what? And as I'm talking, I see you like, oh, oh my God. And it's, I think we are really similar in this way. It's like the more, and it's not that it's good. And it's not like you are better than other people. It's just like, you know what works for you. And I realized, because I, I really like to see when so many people are together and we create something really amazing. But sometimes when we are just like three of us and talking about something, we have the same same amount of change, but it's just different. And that's what I realized really early on that it's not it's not just about me i am not creating this for myself because when i have 200 people in a bar class these people will go to the next class and then the next class and they will go to the foundation class and what i always do this is that we had a conversation already because you are on the same way 
that when I have a class, I tell people, hey, and also in my membership, I talk to them about other facilitators. And when they ask like, oh, I really want to go to your foundation class, but I don't have the money. And I give them tools. Hey, so this is some tools. Here are some tools how you can create the money for the class. But then, you know what? Ask some questions like, is this your class? Or you might can go to another facilitator and and like ask questions. And sometimes people ask me like, where should I go to the next bachelor's, Nicolette? Give me a recommendation. I'm like, I can't because this is your choice. Ask questions like who would be a contribution to my life or which class would be amazing for me. And sometimes when it's just you and the facilitators, what creates the most change for you? And sometimes when it's like a small group of people and sometimes there is a huge class, it's not, it's, it's not like a one way thing. And so now what we do in my classes, so it's obvious that I can't show the points to everyone, like go to 330 people to have them. So we have um, another uh, 30 facilitators who come to help me and we create together so what we do i ask them to bring um flyers i ask them to bring uh roll-ups and all the graphics that they have and so basically at the beginning of the class i introduce them they can come to stage in the breaks so they can share when they have classes and i also call all the cfs and if they do a special class like talk to the entities, three-day body, and uh, being you classes. So we have their flyers and also roll-ups in the class. And we also have a bookshop in the back. And it's not running by me. I called the facilitator and she she loves the books. And she that's one of the things that she loves to do, sell those books. And I asked her, like, hey, would you invest in more books and would you come to my foundation and to the bars class to sell books? And she was so happy. So now she's coming and do the bookshop. And it's just like, it's just like a creation. And this is what I see. It's, it's not just me. I'm not creating this for myself. I create it for all of us. And I think, and I, I'm not doing this because I should. I realized when I started doing everything that creating only for myself, it's not working for me. That was my, well, it's really- too small for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's only one person. You need 500. <laughs> um, and I love what, how, like to tie this in, you know, you talked about how you, about how you realized that you didn't like actually desire a relationship, but you were trying to do a relationship to be like other people. Right. And then you just showed me a thing where people do relationship to the numbers without actually asking what would work for them and what would be fun for them and how we're doing that in so many places where it's like, I'm only successful if I have classes as big as Nicolette, when actuality, what their capacity is, is a smaller class with those intimate moments that, you know, are, are different than they are in a bigger class and how beautiful that is and what a gift it all is. And how, if you're targeting what other people are creating, you're actually not asking to be you in creation. You know, if we're looking at Nicolette and comparing ourselves to her, instead of being inspired by her about what's possible, we're limiting what we can create and what, what shows up for us. 
So that was phenomenal. And I could listen to you speak all day and I'm so grateful. And I just also saw, wow, what else could I acknowledge about the beauty industry? Like speaking in front of people and, you know, teaching, teaching classes and learning the features and the benefits of all the products and how much that has actually contributed to me, you know, being what I'd be as a CF as well. And so I'm really grateful. So can I, can I uh, just point something out because I'm really sure it's true for you. So I was always wondering why did I became uh, become a a hairdresser? Like why? I was wondering because I I never liked it. I mean I did and I was successful, but at the same time I always knew this is not my path. And what I realized, oh, that was the first time that I was teaching, speaking mm-hmm. front of other people, and it was my practice. And you know what I realized also? So I was a teacher, not just in a, I was also a teacher in a hair school for 10 years. So I was teaching kids from zero to become a hairdresser to the the board exam. Mm -hmm. And basically what I realized, because that my classes were always the most popular. So my classes were always full, other teachers, not that much. And they always came to me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm enthusiastic, one, one thing. I'm really interested in them. So I was, and, and here I come back to the tools. It's like what Gary says all the time, be interested, not interesting. So it was always mm-hmm. interesting in the kids. And also the other thing which I was doing is I realized that if I say, oh, you know, this section and you that section, and I was using those words, at the beginning, they didn't get what I was talking about. And like, you know, the uniform haircut where everywhere the hair is like <laughs> the same length. And they are like, mm-hmm. they don't get like, okay, 90 uh, degrees from here, 90 from here, 90 from here. And they were like, they didn't get. I'm like, okay, imagine a person um, who got um, shocked by electricity and their hair are like this. Like, how would they look if you cut the hair that way? They were like, oh my God, yeah, oh yeah. And so this is what I was doing is like giving them example that they could translate that language to their mind or words. Yeah, yeah. And and this is what I was doing with access consciousness is like I realized people are don't uh, like many people don't understand what we are really talking about when we are speaking access language, which always recommended not to do. Yeah. And I realized I was sharing my own experiences I wasn't hiding and this is the other thing what Gary says is like if you want to be an amazing facilitator you cannot have secrets anymore because Mm -hmm. this is not how it works and I realized I was sharing my own stories really I was really vulnerable and and this is what I realized is like everything I was learning at the hair school was actually making me more aware of what works and also becoming a good facilitator because now I know that I don't have to speak access language to people I really have to just talk to them in their language and so they can get the tools yeah um yeah so sorry to interrupt you no it's so cool because I love how consciousness like always um ties everything together with the most beautiful like thread because we talked about all of this already and um it's like there's a bow here somewhere because with 
looking at one, like we, I asked you the question about like, when you knew you were like leaving the old thing, right? Like leaping and people who are listening right now going, okay, I know there's something else possible. What else is possible? And then you talked about not learning, like realizing that you didn't have to destroy something old to choose something different. And with this, it's like, um, what if what you're choosing right now is also a gift to the future that you'd like to have? And so you don't have to destroy it. You can actually receive even more from it, the gift it is, and then go, okay, what else? What next? What can I be and choose now with new awareness and um, new demand really? Um, So as we, as we start to wrap up here, um, Nicolette, and I hope I see you a lot more than just this. um, (laughs) Yes. I ask everybody on the podcast, the question, um, if you were truly be, no, not, that's not the question. That's Dane's question. The show, (laughs) (laughs) check out the tour of consciousness by Dr. Dane here on YouTube. He will say (laughs) that question that I was about to say. My question is, um, our show is called the power of being you podcast. If you were to write the show's description about what the power of being you is, what would you say? Well, hmm. Is willing to, um, willing to ask the question, um, what you really want to create and be willing to go there anyways, even though, no one would cheer you up and no one would um follow you to just just go and never give up and never give in and yeah for me that is really powerful recently because when I look back I was like I had really many moments when it made notes like made zero sense to choose what I chose and those choices got me here. Mm, so good. Thank you for that last line. That's so cool. Um, so if our listeners listeners would like to find out what you're creating, how they can get in touch with you, um, where would they do that? Yeah. So uh, we are just really starting my English website. So we do have a website now. Is Nicolette.com with the K and the double T in the end. No E at the end. So it's not in English. So Nicolette.com. Uh, and we, I have a YouTube channel. I have a couple conversations and also I have a membership where I invite people like Simone, I had Dane, I had Brendan and Heather and many people. Um, we have those recordings on my SoundCloud channel, but it's mostly in Hungarian. So you guys have to scroll and find the English ones. And uh, yeah, we're really starting now with my English Instagram and other TikTok and stuff like that. So mostly in Hungarian yet, but I'm looking for the future. Yes. And really thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you next time on another episode of The Power of Being You. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Power of Being You podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about Being You or to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?